Football is in full swing. Like golf, but way better. And the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now, because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right, you bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting. This weekend, Denver is taking on Hotlanta in a clash of two high-flying offenses. <laughs> I can't even say it. So get in on all the action now. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds, boosts, every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code RAINBOW when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use the promo code RAINBOW during sign-up for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, Colorado only, risk-free coverage paid out inside credits. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Another Broncos loss. One game bad from start to finish, but a bunch of yards and touchdowns late. Uh, I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. This is the That's Good Broncos podcast. It's on YouTube. It's also in podcast form, so you know what to do. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And this is according to the place that does the rankings. So you know it's you know it's true. Make sure you use code DNVR when you sign up to get their can't miss offers. Will. Uh, sure. Uh, a lot to talk about with the Broncos losing to the Falcons today. I think we're both glad that Drew Locke got a lot of yards late. Uh, so we can continue our battle against Colin Cowherd and his shenanigans. But it was a <laughs> it was a shitty game, basically from start to finish. It was. So a couple things just kind of on on the the overview of this game, kind of taking a step back and looking at it in totality. We're we've been talking about Atlanta all season, and of course, this is the week that they they look like they put it all together. I know that, you know, that would have applied a little bit more had the Broncos not started to rally a little bit in the fourth quarter. But through three quarters, this was the most complete game Atlanta's played this year. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think and a big – That's what we get for, for championing, championing this team for so long. Of course, they, they do it against us. It's It's what we get for – uh, letting Devonte Bosby walk when you've got two corners 
that have injury problems this season. So the the real death knell, I think, was losing A.J. Boye, who was taken out by Kareem Jackson last week with some friendly fire. And then Bryce Callahan, who I don't think anybody really knew was that banged up. Like, he popped up on the injury report this week, but I thought he was going to fucking play. I thought he was going to play. Uh, no go. Luckily, the, the Falcons did not have Calvin Ridley, but basically Julio Jones is the equivalent of two, two wide receivers. So uh, Broncos corners were rookies. Rookies, uh, Isang Bassey and OJ Mudia. And then Devontae Harris, who Denver elected to keep over Bosby, probably because Harris plays some special teams. That's the only logic I can think there. Uh, and Harris was just fucking torched all day. Uh, Bosby had, or uh, uh, OJ Moutier had his ankles broken by Julio on, on one touchdown. And Isang Bassey showed some flashes of being a pretty damn good line of scrimmage corner <laughs> going in, stopping yep. some runs. But yep. when you're down those guys in the secondary, also no Shelby Harris. I'm not going to give the, the Falcons the, the credit they deserve uh, because they basically beat up the most injured version of the Broncos defense we've seen this season. I think that's fair. Okay, good. Yeah, I can live with that. I can live with that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, you know, the whole thing has been next man up through the first seven, eight weeks. And so finally, there's, to the point there's no more men. Many, many, yeah, you're not, there's no men left. There's just oh, boys nobody. disguised as men like me. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think like Shelby Harris was necessarily the Jenga piece, although like you could tell that uh, they missed him. It's, it's like setting fire to a Jenga tower is what this yeah. season is. Like you don't need to pull the wrong piece if you just put the whole thing up in the flames. And that's yeah. what, that's what's happened. So you 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 lose too many guys. This is the result you're going to get. Yeah. So I guess like the problem. So Atlanta's offense playing well against the Broncos doesn't bother me because the Falcons' offense should be capable of playing well against pretty much anyone, in my opinion. Um, what bothered me was seeing the Broncos' offense coming off a huge win, looking just bad, just flat out bad for three and a half, four, four quarters of this game. There was, they scored six points through the first three quarters. Um, it was just really discouraging to see them not be able to do anything. And it's, it's not like they need to be great but you want to see a first half touchdown you know right. like something where you go okay they're they got a little bit better they they progressed a little bit and everything's still not there and there's a I see a couple problems one is Drew Locke's not reading the whole field he doesn't see guys that are open um but like how much I think that's something that evolves, right? Young quarterbacks learn to see the field better the more gameplay they get. And the Broncos aren't getting a ton of practice in right now because of COVID and all that other shit. Uh, but if you're an offensive coordinator, 
It's like, why is Pat Shermer having like five wide receivers out there for him to read every play if he's not going to see them all? Like, that's what I think I mean when I say simplify the offense for him. Make him only have to see one or two things. Uh, Yeah, how many many RPS do you see? None. None, and that's like the – that's the ultimate – uh, like play call for a guy who's not ready to just like scan the whole field from left to right is you give him one decision, which is, you know, the defender crashed uh, and I'm going to hand the ball off or yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the linebacker came in from this side and I'm going to throw the slant or what, you know, whatever variety of an RPO you're, you're talking about. Uh, but that's what I felt like worked last year. And it's, it's been taken out of the playbook because I don't know, Pat Shermer, his offense just feels totally antiquated. Like it, it feels like, it feels like watching uh, <laughs> like the early nineties Houston Oilers run and shoot offense. Like yeah. why, why can we not adapt? And then you, and then you check over to red zone and Andy Reed's faking like uh, direct snaps to the running back and Pat Mahomes is rolling the other way with it. And it all, it all looks so easy. Meanwhile, you know, Drew Locke's trying to fit the ball in between two defenders um, out of the shotgun with an empty set while Lloyd Cushenberry's uh, on the left side of the field, leaving the A-gap completely wide open. <laughs> yeah, That's what it feels like. Just, why, uh, does, why, does Pat, why does Patrick Mahomes have enough time to do basically a 360 run backwards behind the line of scrimmage and then still throw <laughs> like a touchdown pass? I think, okay, here's my question then. So – if we give Pat Shermer the benefit of the doubt and he's just like, there's going to be some real bumps and bruises here, but if we just keep calling the offense the way that I want to run it and Drew eventually picks up on it, like, do you see a point where it actually comes together and clicks and locks like five receivers running routes every time I'm going to fucking tear apart defenses because I will see the, the crossing route or the, the curl route or do you think like you're not going to, you're not, your quarterback's not going to evolve in this system because it's like you said, either antiquated or not conducive to actually learning to play in the NFL. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm open to thinking about giving players and coaches the benefit of the doubt this season, just because there's hey, a lot to factor in is they, you know, you've got off season workouts, totally cut out uh, for the most part. They said during the broadcast that something like uh, 4,500 reps were lost this spring and summer, which is the equivalent of a full season. That is a lot. uh, Gameplay. Especially with a new coach, offensive coach. Yep. For a second year QB. Right. You get the two practices uh, eliminated uh, last week and then this week. And then you you get the – you throw in the fact that the Broncos are the most uh, injured team in the league, uh, not named the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. And when you do take a step back and try to put things in perspective, you're like, wow, everybody involved in this, uh, in this organization should get a second chance next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, when, I, you're watching it, when you're in the middle of the game watching it, you're like, can we fire Pat Shermer now? Yeah. We have to wait until the uh, until halftime. Even could we not even fire him? Can we just let Kareem Jackson take one 
shot on him. Unpadded Pat Shermer gets hit by Kareem Jackson. Now that's going to fire him. Yeah. Every, every time Kareem Jackson is in on the play, he is trying to murder somebody. Uh, so that's still fun to watch um, until that yeah. turns into a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you kind of wish that it would uh, turn into a penalty the other way too. But um, Yeah, the Broncos, uh, it felt like they weren't well, going get, to get any calls in this game to help them. Uh, looked like Tim Patrick was pass interfered on a, a a touchdown. What would have probably been a touchdown pass. Uh, it's it's hard to say, um, but I think That's I saw you tweeting. Might have been. Might have been. It definitely looked like his arm got grabbed, and it we did. saw the Broncos get flagged for pass interference for a lesser sort of offense earlier. Like not that much. Uh, they yeah. tried. They tried to get him for. Uh, they tried to get OJ, OJ Moody for another pass interference that got tipped by Draymond Jones at the line. Yeah, we got lucky with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, luck, uh, process. Eh, who knows? But uh, that, and then I don't know if it was the right call with the what was it the the intentional grounding in the third quarter where. Locked through it and it hit a falcon before hitting the ground. Oh, I don't know. Intentional grounding. I don't know what the what the rules like on that one. I feel like it probably should um, cancel out the intentional grounding. But yeah, if a defender if a defender touches it, it shouldn't be intentional grounding. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean that uh, that's fair. That sounds like a, a rule that would be correct. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's like you're out of the pocket. And you like try to throw the ball down field at an open receiver, and then a defender past the line of scrimmage bats the ball down. I was like, "Well, is that intentional grounding too?" Yeah, the ball didn't go near a receiver, and nope. it behind the line of scrimmage. Oh well, I digress. The refs were not great today. Not great. Not great I don't think it. Well, I mean, I guess the game ended up being close. <laughs> I don't want to say it wouldn't matter, but it, it, it felt like matters. it matters. Yeah, it always matters. But was it issue number one though? The Broncos didn't outplay the Falcons, so that's why I'll just accept the loss. That said, Broncos had 44 seconds left in the game to get a, a game-tying touchdown, and I think there's a little bit of hope floating in our our hearts because we saw it happen last week. And then the Broncos continued with maybe their worst series of the game, where Jerry Judy drops a pass, Philip Lindsay drops a pass, Drew Locke throws a ball into the dirt that they called the, did they call that a fumble or do they call it right it was ruled an incomplete pass he I think almost it was got a fumble. Sacked. I think that's the one that they missed uh, I think that should have been a fumble favor yeah probably and then uh matter the the final play <laughs> they have Tim Patrick in motion the center snaps it too early the ball bounces off of Tim Patrick's legs and Atlanta recovers so uh, whatever is the opposite of a miracle, the the Broncos figured that out on that final series. It was just ugly. Somehow, somehow this team just always feels disorganized and yeah. behind schedule. And, like, they have to – you, you want to just not feel like you have to pull it out of your ass. Yeah. I won't – what I will what I will say is I will not bitch about Philip Lindsay not being in the game late if you need to throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> No, he had his hands turned the exact wrong way. 
Like he was like downfield, like hauling in a forty yard pass, about to like cradle. Yeah, the ball I think we just like just make the triangle and catch it like that in the light. It's like uh, we just have to accept that as great as Philip Lindsay is, that's his his weakness. Yeah, I mean, people are wondering why he's not on the field. It's like, okay, yeah. well, he uh, doesn't catch the football correctly, clearly, and he's he's just not big enough to pass protect really. Yeah, <clears throat> it's comes down uh, to he's gotta a gotta be talented runner, but that's, yeah, that's but he's like the has. he's the perfect guy to have to try to get like you put uh when we were doing our prediction you know 15 to 20 touches like you don't really need him more than that but i think that like 18 18 touches is the sweet spot for philip Lindsay. yeah uh, which broncos, i don't think they got to no i don't the broncos weren't running the ball effectively at all in this game no what was let me look up their final wasn't good no. That's the thing is, interesting tweet that I was looking at just now from, yeah. from Drew ben Locke. Albright. Drew Locke uh, was the leading rusher with 47 yeah. yards. So And those, like, all came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, what were you going to say, uh, Albright's tweet? Yeah, he said – so, someone asked them why they aren't going up-tempo with Drew Locke because I saw a stat that said his, quarter, his quarterback rating is 45 points higher. Maybe it's his pass rating. Uh, when they're going up-tempo and not huddling. And Albright says, I think Shermer has PTSD about going up-tempo due to his time with Chip Kelly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no clue if that's actually true, but it, it baffles that they don't. Yeah. And that's something – it's not like – it doesn't seem like there's any, any one reason why they don't because they asked him – I think they asked Fangio about it earlier in the week after the up-tempo worked last week. And they said, is that something you guys want to do more often? Uh, and Fangio was like, yeah, it's uh, probably something we'll look into. And it turns out it's something nope. they look into when they uh, have no choice but to go up-tempo. Yeah, and that was also we put in the prediction episode. Um, well, I think I wrote it in there. Go to the up-tempo offense. 50-50 credit here. And uh, I got to point out when I make a good point, okay? Go to the up-tempo offense uh, because it works. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a second. So keep up-tempo in your brain, Will. If you're thinking about trying to double your money next week, I would bet on the Broncos running it on second and long every play of the game. We're – a little over halfway through the season. So check out DraftKings Sportsbook, again, America's top-rated sportsbook app, with so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports. Collegiate sports that will push back Dave Chappelle's uh, monologue on SNL for hours you can bet on with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, And if you haven't downloaded DraftKings yet, do so. Use code DNVR to... uh, Get your sports betting on. The Broncos did not beat the Falcons this week. Uh, They were close. Uh, I think Atlanta was only favored by four. So the Falcons covered the spread. So probably if you're a diehard Broncos fans, not the ideal play for you. But DraftKings got tons of things you can bet on. 
they've got odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. 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 It's hard to rain inside the Mercedes-Benz dome. Uh, DraftKings safe, reliable, and secure. So download DraftKings now with code DNVR. And when you sign up to get their can't-miss offer, which is turning $1 into $100. DraftKings Sportsbook is insuring Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21. This is for Colorado. This is risk-free Coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, up-tempo. Here's my question. Is what we saw in the fourth quarter, the last two games, real from the Broncos offense? Or is that a result of two teams being up so many points that they they stop playing aggressive defense and they're in more of a prevent type I'm not saying they're running prevent every play but I guess I'm having trouble trying to figure out whether or not this is just the result of defenses being like all right yeah you guys can get your yards here and then the Broncos are taking advantage of that and turning it turning it into a close game it's hard to it's hard to say that um, based off of just having watched the game, the Falcons game. I think last week, I, I mean, if you're going to prevent in the fourth quarter when you're only up 14 points, because it's not like the Broncos really came back like super, super late in the game. I know their last drive was yeah, at the last second, literally. Right. Um, but they started that comeback late in the third quarter. So I don't think – you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the Chargers were kind of letting them get uh, nickel and dimed down 14, knowing that you know, <laughs> they can and will blow this thing. The Falcons, it, it looked to me like they're still getting some pressure and trying things out as far as blitzing. Um, I think Locke just figured out to go to Judy. <laughs> felt like pretty obvious that he was getting open. Uh, so the first touchdown to Judy, that was good route running, obviously. I've never seen anyone, like, fake the I'm open thing. Oh, like, yeah. And then turn it around and catch a comeback route. That was pretty uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, the touchdown pass to Tim Patrick, like, you know, there's no faking that. That was just a great throw. And it was then a good the, throw. The touchdown run, it's just uh, – playing hard hard-nosed football not giving up baby yeah it looked like the pick was just what what sunk them at the end yeah that interception late was bad looked like drew lock hurt his shoulder on that touchdown run too uh yeah, looked like hurt. he looked like he grimaced there um yeah jerry judy's gonna be fucking good um yeah you know, they not... they got they got kj hamler and end around and I think Hamler. Yeah, had, I saw that, and I was like, "Wow, you're using playmakers in space with blockers." Yeah, uh, they that's, did. That's they good. did throw another two-yard pass to Noah Fant <laughs> yeah. with nobody out to block for him to on third and long. So uh, Shermer's still doing that bullshit. Um, 
Right. But the Hamler had the one decent kick return. Uh, the Broncos returning kicks is is just not good. It is not a good thing. Uh, Tyree Cleveland had a decent one, but it was called back for. Uh, I think he had one where he went for the twenty-nine, maybe. Cleveland. Yeah, so that's good. Good job yeah. by him. Um, yeah, so Jerry Judy had one hundred and twenty-five yards. Yeah, Judy. Judy's legit. Judy, Cortland Sutton on the field at the same time. I mean, Noah Fant. The first play that he uh, was thrown to, he he broke it for for a big gain, and then he was limping off the field. So I don't know if he re-aggravated whatever injury he's had. So it looked like he was going to be a hundred percent, maybe impactful in this game, and then I think he was probably hobbled for for or not playing a hundred percent after that. Albert O gets his first catch for a first down too. immediately goes down clutching his knee. So he did not return to the game. <laughs> um, it's just like the, it, it feels like every time things start to go Denver's way a little bit, something bad happens to him, whether it's a yeah. bad play call, a turnover, an injury, mm-hmm. it just feels like that's what we have to brace for, for the rest of this season. At a certain point, we do have to operate under the knowledge that the season is entirely cursed. Yep. I'm and there. That whatever, whatever good they do is in spite of having um, all the cards stacked against them. So, yes. Knowing all that and then coming out of this game, uh, losing just by seven. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, they're down. There's a lot to work on, <laughs> clearly. They're- they're down 27 to 6 in this game. Maybe 27 to 3. I don't re- remember when that second field was, goal happened. Uh, I think it was 27 to 6. Okay. We definitely they're definitely down 27 to 6. So at least Atlanta learned to not get to that cursed 28 number. Uh, are you tired of the 28 to 3 as tired of the 28 to 3 jokes as I am, Will? Or do you of still course. do you still enjoy seeing 50 Sports dudes on Twitter tweeting about them. Uh, anytime any team gets to 28 points. I think most uh, most people on Twitter are just totally unoriginal. Yeah. And the 28-3, the 28-3 jokes, like, yeah, these things have such a shelf life, too. It's like the, uh, the Warriors 3-1 lead jokes. The only difference that this has stuck around longer is the Warriors came back and won two finals series the next two years Falcons keep blowing leads that's why this joke's still alive so yeah they need to um yeah they need to fix that and then we'll stop seeing these kinds of kinds of shitty uh hacky jokes on Twitter yeah so the official uh our official stance is the Falcons sort of deserve it because they keep doing it to themselves but if you if you can resist a 28-3 to 3 reference uh, on social media, please resist. Please, yes. It's the, too much. Enough is enough. It's too much. Just it's, say no. The, the good news is even during a Broncos loss, I was able to get back um, to 30,000.1 Twitter followers. Uh, lost, lost a handful after very – poignantly comparing Donald Trump to a combination of Tom Brady, Big Ben, and Joe Flacco. 
Very good tweet, I thought. I think I missed, I missed that tweet. Can you run it, run it by me real quick? Yeah, I said Donald Trump handles losing with the grace and humility of Tom Brady, makes excuses at the rate of Ben Roethlisberger, and has the political career equivalent of Joe Flacco, which I thought was pretty spot-on analysis. Like, Joe Flacco uh, shocked everyone, got that one big Super Bowl win, and just really didn't perform after that. And... You know, we've seen Tom Brady when he was just down a few points, throws a tantrum. So, you know, I thought it was funny. And it's, it's not like a fucking political statement, but boy, boy, are people sensitive. It, They're uh, very sensitive. Yeah. Some, some guys like have fun losing a bunch of followers. And I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'm yeah. not going to lose. I'm not going to lose any. And then they started <laughs> dropping. I was like, oh, that fucking asshole was right. But it's, uh, I don't know. I stick by that tweet. Man, if you, if like. Like if you can't really, tweet a joke like that, yeah. what's the purpose of Twitter? What's the purpose of trying to smile sometimes? Did you get some, uh, some good stick to sports? Oh yeah. Stick, stick to that's good sports. Somebody called me a dumbass and said stick to sports and spelt dumbass as two words. So I was able to zing them. That's all I'm talking if I recognize a word as being spelled incorrectly, that, you are. You know it's bad. You know it's real it's bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad um, this has been like, I, I don't know. Culturally, uh, elections are the worst thing possible for for social media and just general discourse. Oh fuck yeah! And, uh, it was so nice to have uh, football to break up. <laughs> yeah. Today. Were you? It, it was just rabid. Yeah. Were you watching college ball yesterday? Were you watching Clemson Notre Dame? I, well, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Up until the end, I, for some reason, I decided I I like went upstairs and and missed the really the really good ending. Crazy overtime shit. Yeah. I did see that they stormed the field though. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, uh, well, I saw the end of the game. And I was like, man, I wish I had room in my life for college football. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. It's like you get some of the best innings ever, but most games like that. And then the USC Arizona State game, I turned off early. So I was like, well, this is over. Uh, but it turns out, you know, you get incredible finishes. And then like 80% of the games are just total lopsided blowouts. Yeah. There's such a massive disparity in, in talent and recruiting and coaching in college football. Yeah. But uh, the Nevada Wolfpack are three and and their quarterback uh, quarterback's looking pretty good. Ooh. Future Bronco quarterback from Nevada. Who knows? He's only a sophomore, so we'll, we'll have mm. to revisit that next year once we give Drew Locke another chance. Broncos have good luck with uh, guys from Nevada: Malik Reed, Brandon Marshall. Virgil Green. Virg, Virgil Green. I say keep it coming. Poor Virgil Green scored like a touchdown for the Chargers yeah. last <laughs> yeah. week. Or the week before they played the Broncos and yeah. just immediately got hurt. Just, yeah, but like, he, he came down on his ankle in the end zone. That's got to yeah. be the bittersweet feeling in the world. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, obviously not a lot to celebrate today. But uh, we didn't go live because I think we just needed to be calm and collected for this podcast. Uh, Q 
keep your head up, Broncos fans. It's going to be ugly. A lot of this season's probably going to be pretty fucking ugly. Hey, focus and on focus on the positives while you can. The, the two, little wins. The two rookie wide receivers. They look like they're going to be good. It's nice to hit on your first two picks. There are some pieces, and hopefully next season, the Broncos can just deal with the normal amount of football injuries instead yeah. of this weird ridiculous one where your entire starting defensive line is not playing and your corners are out but no bring them in bring them in well oh, <laughs> uh, just the corner of your dad's face there he goes he's waving all right and with that i shall say good night yes and good luck boom football is in full swing like golf, but way better. And the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now, because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right, you bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting. This weekend, Denver is taking on Hotlanta in a clash of two high-flying offenses. <laughs> I can't even say it. So get in on all the action now. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds, boosts, every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code RAINBOW when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use the promo code RAINBOW during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, Colorado-only, risk-free coverage paid out in-site credits. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.